0: and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Mark chapter 9. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he did not know what to say for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And as they were coming down the mountain, he charged them to tell no one what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. This is the text. Dear friends in Christ, did you know that Lutherans are the only denomination of Christians that celebrate the transfiguration of our Lord before the season of Lent? It was only weeks ago that this was brought to my attention, and I thought, well, why would Lutherans do that? Looking at the text today, it says that Jesus was transfigured before Peter, James, and John, and then Moses and Elijah appear, and they are talking with Jesus. What were they talking about? Mark in his gospel does not seem concerned with what they are discussing, but Luke records this And behold, two men were talking with him Moses and Elijah. Who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. The word there is translated, that is translated departure, is literally in the Greek exodus. They are discussing Jesus' exodus or his final outcome. In the Old Testament, we have a whole book that describes an exodus that is God's chosen people being freed from the hand of slavery of the Egyptians to their final outcome, the promised land in Canaan. In the exodus of God's chosen people, there's a whole lot of suffering that needs to happen before they ever get to the promised land. They wander the desert. They enter into combat with people that inhabit the promised land. They are tempted on every side. They are Worship the gods of their neighbors. They are hard-pressed by the Egyptians as they come across the Red Sea on dry ground. They hunger in the desert. They thirst in the desert. They are tested. And they fall and they fail time and again to prove themselves as God's people. And that they should truly not be heirs of the promised land. The land that the God of their fathers had promised them. Now in today's lesson, in the transfiguration it is revealed that Jesus is the heir, the true heir, the true son of God. At his baptism, God reveals that Jesus is the one true and only son. When the Holy Spirit enlightens on him and the father says, this is my beloved son, with him I am well pleased. Now again on the mountain, God the father says, this is my beloved son, listen to him. Sandwiched between Jesus' baptism and Jesus' resurrection, between both these statements by God the Father, this is my son. Sandwiched between these is our Lord's temptation in the desert by the devil, being rejected and driven from his hometown. There is homelessness for the Messiah, rejection by the Pharisees, abandonment by most of his disciples. And then there is this glorious moment on the mountain as Jesus' true nature shines through his human nature, and then there is this odd conversation between Moses and Elijah and the Son of God. I have heard it preached, and I have preached, that this mountaintop experience, this transfiguration, was for the sake of the disciples to show these doubters who Jesus really is, the true Son of God. But as Scripture records... They are terrified, and they truly don't understand the significance of what has happened. Even Jesus tells them not to mention it until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. I posit to you today that this transfiguration was for Jesus. Luke tells us that Jesus is praying, that he's talking to the Father, and as Scripture records, he often did this. And then he's transfigured and talks with Moses and Elijah about his final outcome. Jesus here has to accomplish what the Jews could not do with their exodus. He has to be faithful. The chosen people of God did not keep God's commands. They did not worship God alone. They gave in to every temptation that was ever laid before them. But here is God's champion, his beloved, his true and only begotten son, who takes up the cause of the people of Israel and ours as well, and sets forth to accomplish what they could not, to be faithful but Jesus' exodus is different, for he will be faithful unto death. Jesus' departure from the mountain into the valley of death, his keeping of the law and re- rejection by his own people, his stripes and the crown of thorns, the spit and the jeers that he will endure, the walk on the road to cavalry, carrying his own cross, Jesus being nailed to a cross, all of this was our Lord's to bear. Not just to be faithful to the Father, but to pay for the unfaithfulness of all mankind. Through his transfiguration on the mountain, the Father was reminding his Son, I am your Father, you are my Son, and I love you, and I am with you, as you walk to death bearing the sins of the world. Jesus and Moses and Elijah were not just talking about his death and resurrection. They were not just talking about his ascension, but they were talking about God's whole plan, the final outcome, and how it hinged on Jesus. They were encouraging Jesus as he knew that now he was going to have to go down the mountain into the valley of death. Why do we as Lutherans celebrate transfiguration before Lent? Because now we leave the season of epiphany, seeing God with us in the flesh, to go into the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus has now ascended into heaven and we can't see him any longer. God has sandwiched our lives as his children between the waters of our baptism when he said to you, you are my child, for the sake of my son, with you I am well pleased. And our death when he will say, my child, welcome home. All the pain that this life has to give All the brokenness, all the sickness, all the sadness, all the loneliness, all the helplessness, all of the pain that we are battered with comes between adoption into God's family and completes itself when our baptism is completed in our death. There are times that I think, I won't make it. I will not make it to the promised land because I fail and I fall. I sin and I struggle. It would be true, we would not make it if we had to do this by our own strength or power. But we do not. For we have a Savior who chose to leave the mountain of glory to walk the road of death in our place. To hang on the cross of punishment in our place. To rest in the tomb in our place. And to rise again from the dead to go and prepare a place for us. In his promised land. Jesus was shown by his father. That suffering came before glory. And that he would be with him as he walked this path of death. Now I can't pretend to know the mind of Jesus as he set down the road of death. But he knew what was coming. In the garden of Gethsemane. Jesus says my father. If it is possible. Let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. All the sin of every human on the planet was borne by our Savior. In the garden, he struggled, he flagged, he faltered, but he did not fail. Our Savior hung on the cross and said with words of anguish, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Father went with him, always with him but in that moment forsook him for our sake. Jesus was forsaken on the cross in suffering so that in our suffering we will never be forsaken. God says to us, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, and I'm with you always, even to the very end of the the age. Jesus was transfigured before the disciples, And it terrified them. So God has hidden himself for our sake. In his holy word. In the simple water for our adoption into his family. And in with and under the bread and wine he has hidden himself. And the fear of his glory is removed. And in its place he has put forgiveness of sins. And the strengthening of our faith unto life everlasting. So that we might enter into glory. The promised land with him. Dear friends, now we head into the season of Lent, into the valley of the shadow of death. But it is only a shadow, for Christ has gloriously defeated death by his death, and we await our glorious resurrection unto life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 Or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.